Every crisis carries an obligation. An obligation to put principles into practice, an obligation to put your people and your community first. How do we lead ethically in times of crisis? How do we meet the needs of our customers while safeguarding the health of our colleagues and our community? The Butler University Lacey School of Business presents its new podcast channel and a three-part ethics series sponsored by Old National Bank. Join us in conversations with top business leaders as they explore how COVID-19 has affected the way they work and the communities they serve. Welcome to the Lacey School of Business Ethics Series, presented by Old National Bank. I'm Hilary Buttrick, Associate Professor of Business Law at Butler University's Lacey School of Business. In today's podcast, we're having a conversation about ethical leadership in times of crisis as we find ourselves in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. My guest today is Melissa Stapleton-Barnes, Senior Vice President of Enterprise Risk Management and Chief Ethics and Compliance Officer at Eli Lilly and Company. Melissa, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Hillary, for having me. My pleasure. I want to start with a discussion of Ethisphere. Ethisphere has named Lilly as one of the world's most ethical companies for several years. What are your company's core ethical principles, and what do you think sets Lilly apart in the realm of ethics? Thanks, Hillary. Lilly was founded more than 140 years ago on the same core ethical values that we really live by today, so integrity, excellence, and respect for people. Colonel Eli Lilly founded the company to be a different kind of company at the time, so remember this was the time of of medicine men and magic potions where oftentimes the patients were as likely to be harmed by the medications that they were prescribed as to be helped by them. And so it was important to our company and our company's founder to ensure that the medicines that we produce are quality medications, that they're based on science and data and research, and that people can trust that the medications that they are given will will uh, do what they say they were supposed to do, right? Do what they were studied to do. And that's important and di really differentiated us at the time. And so 140 years later, that quality, that integrity, excellence, respect for people um, has followed us through. So while there, there have been many changes in strategy, many changes in the focus of our research and where the science has led us, what hasn't changed in all of that time are our core values. And I think that's important because it really drives our purpose. You know, we at Lilly unite caring and discovery to make medicines that make life better for people around the world. And uh, that has to be done in a way that instills trust. And that requires that we make every decision consistent with our core values because it's trust has never been more important and our purpose has never been more important than it is now. Let's turn to the current crisis, the COVID-19 pandemic. How has Lilly changed its operations during this time? And how have Lilly's ethical principles played a role in its response to the pandemic? Sure, so um, referring back to anchoring on core values, consistent with our core values, integrity, excellence, and respect for people, we developed um, four guiding principles to really guide our decisions as we navigated the crisis. So, First of all, we needed to ensure a reliable supply of medicines. 
And we have 40 million people around the world who rely on our medicines every day. And we needed to ensure that people with diseases like chronic diabetes that actually put them at greater risk for complications with this virus uh, were served. And so our, our job is to maintain a safe supply of medicines that will keep patients like that well, first and foremost. We also needed to do that in a way um, that keeps our employees safe. Uh, we needed to ensure that we were bringing the, the power and expertise of Lilly to push scientific effort, efforts at top speed to fight and defeat this virus. As we did that, uh, we needed to ensure that, uh, consistent with Lilly's heritage, that we were supporting the communities that we operate in and we were keeping our business moving during these challenging times. So as the virus spread around the world, here's a, a perfect example of relying on our uh, principles. Uh, Lilly moved pretty quickly to, uh, to work from home, for instance. And that work from home not only protected the office employees who would have otherwise um, been in larger groups and risking the spread of virus, but it also helped protect those workers who were showing up every day, heroes among us, to develop, to uh, manufacture and deliver those medicines to patients who were waiting. So it actually served two ends to protect those uh, manufacturing employees as well as um, the office employees. Um, Lily then quickly moved to uh, other solutions, such as um, COVID-19 testing. Uh, we were one of the first to uh, work with the FDA to create testing so that we could help the Indiana State Department of Health uh, to test frontline workers right away. We know testing is absolutely key to uh, stopping and defeating this virus. And uh, Lily was quick to play um, a role, frankly, that it was uniquely set up to do um, and use its labs and use its expertise to help um, fight this virus, starting with healthcare workers, but moving quickly um, to others who were at higher risk. Um, and now are looking at even asymptomatic patients and testing there because we need to learn more about this virus, how it spreads, where it may have already spread, and, and what it looks like in the immune state. Likewise, we know that the, the, the virus is not just a medical crisis, but also an economic one. It's quickly becoming a, a huge economic crisis with people losing their jobs. And when people lose their jobs, they lose access to their health insurance. Um, and that can affect access or affordability of medicines. And so Lily was quick to address that, particularly with, again with diabetes patients with its $35 insulin copay to help those patients who found themselves in difficulty affording their medications with their normal insurance, or if they've lost that insurance um, to help with their out-of-pocket costs. I, I think we're fighting on all fronts um, to try to uh, fight and defeat this virus in the, in, in the, in the medication diagnostic and, and vaccine space as an industry. And so Lilly is collaborating with other pharmaceutical companies with other organizations to not just look at existing medications, which it is, um, and, and those, the uses of those medications for treatment and defeat of the virus, but also collaborating with, uh, with other groups and other entities to, to research and develop even new therapies and potential treatments for the virus. So we're, we're confronting this pandemic with everything we can and on all fronts. 
Lily has made some quick and dramatic shifts in their operations in order to be able to reliably deliver uh, the medical supplies that you mentioned. And they're also pivoting, of course, to try to develop treatments for COVID-19. In the midst of all of those operational changes, I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on how do you maintain a good workplace culture when we're all uh, sort of working from home and, and engaging in social distancing? Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll approach this in a couple of ways. First, I'll start internally. And I think um, we've, we've focused mightily on what I'll call you know, frequent, consistent, and transparent communication. I think we've communicated more in the past few months than we have maybe in, um, in years past. And, I, and that's because in, I think in times of crisis in particular, people and employers are people, um, want to know as much information as they can. And so I think we're, we're consistently uh, using technology, frankly, we're leveraging technology to reach people in various ways, because we know we have 35,000 people around the world working for Lilly and uh, they, they consume and receive their information differently. So we understand that. We understand that we have to communicate at all levels and using many different mediums. But what has to go through all of that and what takes an enormous amount of work um, to coordinate is ensuring that you have a consistent and transparent message. So I, I think about um, the times where we've had to say, we don't know, and being willing and you know, courageous and frankly, humble enough to say, we don't know the an this answer, know that we're thinking about it. And when we do know more, we will share that with you, goes a tremendously long way to engaging employees, um, but also um, you know, ensuring their trust. And uh, that allows them to know that we've got this, we're thinking about it. They can focus on what they need to do to keep the business moving, knowing and trusting that when we do know more, we'll be back to them. And so I think that, that piece uh, is, is very important. It's also important to keep reminding those employees that we need to hear from them. Right, so we, we talk a lot about it, having a speak up culture. And when you're in times of, of doubt and when you're questioning and when you don't know what to do and in, a, in an area as complicated as the pharmaceutical space, um, you know, we're, we're one of the most heavily regulated industries in the world and we should be given what we do, right? We make medicines uh, that are given to people at the, at the most vulnerable times of their lives and you know, when they're ill. And so therefore, um, you know, it's important that we're we understand the rules. And when we don't, it's important that we ask. And so there's a lot of, not only have we focused on our outgoing communication, but also ensuring that our employees know that it's important to speak up if they see something that doesn't look or feel quite right, or if they have a question, um, that we're encouraging them to ensure that they're asking those questions and talking to the many channels, uh, using the many channels that they, they have to, to choose to communicate. So that's, um, that's the internal aspect. Then I think about the external piece, right? Where, you know, we've stopped face-to-face in-person interactions with our customers in most countries. And we've moved um, almost entirely to digital communication platforms. We had started work in that area, but certainly nothing um, to the scope that we're using today. Uh, so that's important because we need to be communicating with our customers. We're, we, we are committed to ensuring that our healthcare providers 
um, have the information and the answers they need. As, as healthcare providers, as doctors are treating their patients, they may have questions about our products and how, whether or not they might be appropriate for a particular patient. And so we need to ensure that we have a way, a reliable way to answer those questions and reach those customers. But we have to make sure that we're doing that the right way and compliantly and with integrity. And so we've, uh, as we've made this move, we've implemented you know, an enormous amount of training on virtual customer interactions to ensure that our teams know how to do this compliantly. And we're monitoring um, these interactions live as they occur from their computers to ensure that the interactions that we intended, that we designed internally are actually rolling out in the real world the way that we intended them to do. So we're encouraging our business to ask questions and making sure we're available to answer them. Because ultimately what we're trying to do is set the business up for success. We talk a lot at Lilly about a high performance with high integrity culture. When you make medicines that help sick people, high performance is high integrity. And um, so helping our, our business perform well is a good thing. Um, and particularly ensuring that we do it with integrity. Melissa, do you think that the role of ethics in your day-to-day work has become more or less relevant uh, now that we're facing an international health crisis? Well, the role of ethics um, in day-to-day work in the healthcare space is always relevant. So let me start with that. You know, again, we're, we're asking people at their most vulnerable times to take our medicines and to believe what we say about our medicines. So the role of trust in our purpose is incredibly important. And we know that trust is built by every decision you make every day, the big ones and the small ones. Those have to be made with integrity because if they aren't, you will not be able to earn society's trust or the privilege to be in and stay in this business. So during this pandemic, it's more important than, than ever that people can trust their healthcare providers and that people can trust that what we say about our medications, what we say about our products and our research is true and that they can rely on that. So, you know, we're collaborating with government agencies and other pharmaceutical and biopharmaceutical companies to to try to find solutions for this virus. And in order to be part of that solution, you have to be a trusted partner. So we can't, we just can't afford a wrong step right now. Lily has certainly shown itself to be an industry leader during this time, and and the pandemic has required a lot of people to step up to the leadership plate, uh, yourself included. So I wonder if you could just share with us, what is the hardest part of being a leader right now, and what is the best part? I'll start with the hardest part. Um, I'll say maintaining balance, because the work we're doing is incredibly serious. It's a grave subject matter, and it's um, particularly demanding. The information is, is changing rapidly, daily, hourly in some instances, and so that's really requiring leaders uh, to be on all the time. At the same time, we're all working from home. Those lines are blurred between work and life, and um, you know maybe the, the, the lines that you drew for yourself before don't necessarily apply. And frankly, in times of crisis, um, particularly for leaders, it's demanding. Uh, you know, it, it does require you to be on more. 
that said, we're now realizing that this is um, this is going to go on much longer than than any of us want it to. And so finding a balance is going to be critical for all of us, leaders included, to make this sustainable, right? Not just not just for ourselves, but but for our teams to ensure that that they are able um, to draw those lines and that we are able to help them do that and maybe role model that. So I, I think that's that's tough right now. Um, I'm not sure I've I've ever experienced in my 26 years in the pharmaceutical industry a, a more intense um, work environment and making sure we're finding a way to deal with that's going to be important. What about the best part? The best part. Uh, this is an easy one. The best part right now is, um, is seeing our team. And when I say team, I mean Team Lily rise. Um, it's amazing uh, what Lily people can do and, and will do. I, I, again, I just mentioned I've worked in the pharmaceutical industry and at Lily actually for 26 years. And I can say I have never been prouder of our company, of our industry, and, and of our people. Uh, you know, we're again, we're, we're confronting this pandemic with everything we have and our employees are showing up. And um, what I love about it is, is their attitude because our healthcare professionals that we have at Lilly aren't mandated to volunteer their time. People are doing that on their own accord. They're, they're doing what we do at Lilly. You know, I think the people who work at Lilly are incredibly motivated by what we do, right? We get up every day um, to help make medicines, to make life better for people around the world. And that's incredibly motivating. And it's particularly motivating right now. You know, what we're all trying to do is, is fight this disease. Well, that's what Lily does, right? That's what Lily's work is every day. And so um, to see Team Lily rise to that occasion um, has been tremendously humbling and it's been an honor to be a part of it. So that's definitely um, the best part of being a leader right now. You mentioned that uh, work right now is, is being approached with a level of intensity that you have not seen in your career. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, the idea that we are all doing things in our work life that we couldn't have imagined uh, six months ago or a year ago. So what have you learned about yourself as a leader through that experience? Are there qualities that you see coming out that maybe you didn't know you had? I'll talk about a couple of things. One, the power of purpose, the power of communication, and maybe the power of positivity. So um, I'll start with purpose. You know, we have an essential role uh, in responding to this pandemic. You know, people want to know that they can count on a reliable supply of medicines. Healthcare providers want to know that they can come to Lilly for answers to their questions and our research and development programs have to continue because uh, those are the medicines that are going to help patients in the future. And so this crisis has really crystallized that purpose like never before and um, really driven home for me how motivating it is for me, how much it drives uh, me as a person, but not just me. Um, I see it drive an entire huge global organization. We are united around one purpose. And the power in that is, uh, is really engaging and motivating and you know, critical in times like this. So that's the power of purpose. I've mentioned communication a couple of times. But again, I think we've really leveraged communication like we never have before. We're getting better at it. And um, not only is that engaging for our employees, but it also, frankly, enhances productivity. 
where when you're sharing best practices and key learnings, uh, you're reducing redundancies and you're ensuring that people know what the left and right hand are doing, right? So it's, uh, you're not running into unintentional conflicts along the way. So uh, I think we're really experiencing that communication is just a powerful tool in challenging times. And if it's used well, it can not only make us more engaged, but frankly, make us more effective and more productive. So I hope we hold on to that. And finally, um, staying positive. Again, this is a grave situation. There's a lot of scary and, and anxiety-ridden information out there, but I think people also need to hear the good things that are happening, the spirit of humankind, um, and that there's hope. You mentioned uh, better communication practices, a renewed spirit of connection that you're seeing. Are there other things that you think will be part of the lasting impact of this experience on the way we work and make business decisions? I, I, I think it's inevitable, right? I think a pandemic of this nature uh, will have a profound impact, um, certainly on the healthcare industry and, and the way we work. You know, if you think about just the rise of uh, telehealth during this time, you know, as, as people have been less inclined to go to, the, to see their healthcare professionals during times of social distancing, et cetera, um, that, that has really taken hold. And so as the marketplace moves and, and as uh, people are more inclined to use new technologies such as that, uh, we're going to need to move with them. And so it will change how we interact with our customers, how we um, meet the needs of patients and doctors along the way. And so I think that's just one example in the healthcare space. I think it, for workers in general, I can't imagine that after this extensive work from home and reliance on technology and really experiencing the power of technology, I, I, uh, I can't imagine that we will do the kinds of business travel that we had done before when now we know that we can jump on a Zoom call or use Microsoft Teams and connect with people all over the world, what I hope that does is allow us to be more inclusive, right? So we can, we can reach and tap into um, expertise and different viewpoints and different lenses on the problems that we face from people all around the world. And now we know that we can do it pretty easily. And for myself personally, that has been a big revelation. And so just how we will use technology to work from all over the place, I think is going to be a profound change in how we live and work. Um, I think it's it demonstrated also that we can be uh, flexible and adaptable when we need to be as human beings. Certainly our workforce at Lilly, you know, again, Team Lilly's tremendous and they've really risen to the challenge. And so I think about just how flexible and how adaptable and how quickly we could move. And I hope that's something uh, that we do hang on to once we're through this experience. Melissa, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the best. We wish the best to your family and, of course, all of your colleagues at Lilly. Thank you so much. Very good. Thank you, Hillary. You've been listening to the Lacey School of Business Ethics Series, made possible through the generous support of Old National Bank. This podcast has been a production of Butler University's Lacey School of Business, a very special thank you to Bram Shuckles and Kelly Schmidt of the Butler Arts and Events Center for their production assistance. Thanks for listening.